It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 62 of the Redirect Podcast. It's Friday, November 30th, 2018. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. I'm joined this week by Ashley and Patrick from the Black Truck team. Hey, gang. How are you? Well, we all survived Thanksgiving. We took a, everybody kind of, we, we took a little time away from the Redirect podcast the last couple of weeks. Tis the, the holiday season and... Um, with this uh, episode of the Redirects, happy holidays from us here at Black Truck. Uh, 2018 kind of coming to a close pretty soon here. I mean, we've got a month left in, in the quarter, and uh, hopefully uh, if, you know those who are listening uh, are looking at a positive end to the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the, the things that we're going to share today are going to be very timely. I know at least... Um, the one that I'm going to share is very timely with mm. the holiday season. Again, our typical format is nobody has a clue, usually, what the other person is going to talk about. So, Ashley, you said you had something very uh, newsworthy, right? Because to, to, I would say traditionally, kind of back this up, like in the search industry, we don't see a lot of changes in Q4 with algorithms and things like that. But when there's industry buzz and news, what do you have? Well, so let me backtrack a little bit because it's not maybe hard hitting, but it's it's timely and relevant. It's Moz's 2018 local search ranking factors. So I think that's heavy and I think that's that's a good hard hitting piece. Yeah, I think so too. Except it seems like there's maybe no, nothing really new for mm. us to really rehash. It seems like it's a lot of what we've discussed, you know, for the past year plus. Um, what stuck out to me from it is that um, is the changes in what's become more important and what's maybe become less important. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. It's much more in-depth than what I'm going to get into, so we'll definitely share the links in our show notes. Um, but this was shared uh, just over a week ago at Moz um, by Darren Shaw of White Spark. And he also ran through the results in a Whiteboard Friday, too, if you want kind of the digest version of oh, it. Cool. So we'll share that link as well. So um, the survey noted that there's actually been an increase in importance um, or relevance of Google My Business towards ranking factors related to the local pack and local finder. That seems pretty Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Right. And um, I appreciated that Darren included this context of kind of the explosion of new products or features, not products, but more features that Google has released in the last year mm-hmm. since they since Moz had done the 2017 survey. So that list includes Google Posts being available to all Google My Business users, the Google Q&A feature, the website builder, um, the, the uh, ability to add services to your listing, um, the ability to have users message you through your listing, and then being able to upload videos to your listing as well as to Google Posts. So basically the more um, 
features that Google has added to their own platform or to their own system, and the more perhaps that you use them and, and people interact with them, yeah. the, the better the yep. better off you are. Kind of what goes around comes around, to, yep. Pat's, to Pat's point. Mm-hmm. You know, shocker. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, these... The Google My Business signals are now found to make up about 25% of the, the total breakdown for the local pack and local finder uh, rankings for 2018. And this was, um, so it's 25% for this year's survey. It was 19% um, in the 2017 survey. Wow. So I, I think that's a pretty significant move. Um, and then behind the Google My Business signals were... Um, almost neck and neck with each other, um, links at 16%, reviews at 15%, and on-page signals at 14%. That's so, a pretty, that's a pretty, I know it's not even, but that's a pretty good, I'm going to call it even mix of things to, to be working on. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then, I'll, you know, the things that round out the pie chart <laughs> that, I, that I, I don't have listed the here. The 1% but, and 2%. Yeah. So, um Again, nothing really shocking, um, but this is definitely worth reviewing, and uh, Darren shares a, a kind of to-do list for each of the areas that he that he discusses in the results, so that's definitely something to check out. Um, some recommendations include, um, as far as the Google My Business world, uh, to start using Google Posts, and... It just kind of cracks me up because this has been available since last June. We wrote about it on our blog, um, and it seems like this is something that is not maybe picking up steam as quickly as yeah. you might have thought. Yeah. And I think that probably has a lot to do with the percentage of businesses that aren't even, one, using Google My Business or just aren't actively managing it. So I think managing is that is the key word there, right? Yeah. I mean, there's... We've said it before, and there's others in the industry that say, you know, if you if you think that just getting uh, your Google My Business listing secured is going to win the local search game, you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You need to take advantage of all of these other features, and that's just um, what you can take ownership over in Google itself. That doesn't mean all these other citation sources. Uh, that make up that, what'd you say, that other 14 or 16% of real estate that's left on the table. Mm -hmm. So here you, you know, oh yeah, I claimed it or somebody helped me claim it. Now what do I do with it? Did you update photos? Do you have the pertinent information? Are you in the right categories? Do you take advantage of posts? Yep. Um, I think a a lot of um, maybe uh, hesitation from users too is going out there and doing it. In the past, Google has made it very difficult to grasp what the heck you're clicking on when you're trying to set up a business account, especially back in the days when Google Plus was mm-hmm. was being pushed so hard on us because yeah. you click on something wrong, the next thing you know, you have three Google Plus profiles. Yes, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and they were all tied to your, your <laughs> my, Google My Business page. <laughs> yep. And, it was, and then they transitioned to whatever it was before into Google My Business. And so the previous five years, it was very gray and confusing and i'd say in the last 18 months it's really been streamlined yes well in the rollout of i don't know if if darren mentioned it in there or not i know you had shared this article last week with everyone but um i can't remember if he shared it um that it was around the same time uh, google rolled out a actual google local google my business app 
Oh, um, mm-hmm. So it's actually a mobile app because we all need to download another mobile <laughs> app. But it's a mobile app that allows you to um, do updates and everything from you know Google My Business from your your mobile device. A lot of it has to do with messaging, mm-hmm. you know, um, Q and A, uploading photos. photos, everything. All of a sudden, we see. I don't know. Maybe Google, you know, in, in all of their their blunders at, at the attempts of social media, taught them a couple things about. Hey, well, technically, isn't local search like the, the new social media? I don't want to. It sounds super cliche and buzzy, but like really, <laughs> yeah, if, you but... Think, if you think about it, like isn't it the original at, at the end of the day? Like Friendster wasn't. It's always been. <laughs> search in Google, right? It's going back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's um yeah, to Pat's point, it's become much more easy to update and actively manage your listings. What about so. those customer service calls that you've had to make a few times? <laughs> I'm on a list. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh Google also came out with um um some how do I call it? Avenues, channels for you to report the um, the spam that comes through if you are a business or, or work at a place that has received these robocalls from people that say your business isn't listed and we can help you. I mean, even we get them. Um, there's a way to report them, report those people, mm-hmm. report those numbers, and Google's made that uh, much more streamlined. But you know, totally. I think we'll link to those show notes. There's, there's a lot more there to your point than just Google My Business, right? Yes. And and I think too to remind people that don't know when we. So I think often it's very easy for us as SEOs to throw around terminology. The local pack. Can you kind of right. just define that because that's what the bulk of Darren was talking about. Yes. There. Yes. So this is in reference to um, the local pack is if you do a search with local intent and you see on the search results page, a map show up with a couple results for local businesses. Um, this is on the Google search results page. That's what we would call the local pack. And then the local finder is basically the same thing, but on the map side, I yeah. believe is, is the more, I guess, the technical way. So when you're in Google Maps versus Google Search. Um, yeah, and we will link to the reference that Jason made to the, the way to report um, those the scammers. <laughs> um, did you have... No, I was just saying, I have a pretty good transition for what I was going to talk about, so... Okay, whatever. well, yeah, there was other stuff I wanted to talk about. You but know, well, throw it out there. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's... um. Uh, let's, let's, reviews is really, I mean, that's all part of it too, is reviews. Yeah. And again, it's nothing new that we've, you know, that we haven't talked about before. But review signals have increased 17% wow. um, in their uh, relevance over the last survey. Um, and over the last three years, it's been a 43% increase. Wow. So, wow. So when we say that reviews are important, yes, they're important. So... Um, clearly, it would be valuable for you to look at ways to get more reviews, um, as, as easy as giving a direct link to your customers. Um, I'm really glad to see, I just did this for a client, I gave him the direct links uh, to share with clients mm-hmm. and ask for some reviews, and there's been some coming in the past couple of days, so yeah. I'm excited to see how that helps them out. Because um, when the 
reviewers use keywords that are relevant to your business in the reviews, that is part of the, the signals that can That's help right. you rank in these places. So I think um, as those become more and more important, I think Google um, is also going to work harder and harder on um, fleshing out the negative, the, the bad, the fictitious mm-hmm. reviews, because mm-hmm. that's also, um, yeah. anytime, we know with Google, anytime <clears throat> they tell us something is good, we um, destroy it. <laughs> and in the case of reviews, it's as the importance of re- reviews have, have increased, the uh, CD side of things have also increased on mm-hmm. reviews. So that's also going to get parsed out. We already know that incentivized reviews if you incentivize your customers to review through something that can be fleshed out pretty easily and that yeah. gets penalized. So yeah. it's it's a strategic game on how you do it. So yeah, get those reviews, but don't incentivize. Uh, just do good work. Yep. Yeah, yep. No, that's a good point. Yeah, so to kind of wrap up, um, as Jason said, it's not just all about Google, my business, um, when it comes to local ranking factors. Um, so citation signals, I wanted to point this out as well. Um, citation signals have decreased actually over 36% over the last few years. Decreased. Mm. But that doesn't mean Mm. that they're not still important. They Mm -hmm. are. Um, But um, make sure you check out what Darren said in this article about it because um, he had some interesting suggestions for how to prioritize citations. And he even suggested that, you know, when you're getting into some of the lesser important um, citation and listing sources that inconsistencies or duplicates aren't as important to worry about. Hmm. So I, right. I thought that was a good perspective to see. And I, I think too, it, diff- it differs uh, based on the um, the industry you're in too, right? Yeah. And how commercial those searches are, and and the intent around those too, and, and how that re- relates to your business. So. So the inconsistencies, meaning if on one business listing your address is street and on the other business listing your address is st dot, or the or the or the naming convention that yeah, you use, like you know, Inc versus Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black truck as one word versus black truck as two words. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. So nice. good stuff. Too. Good share. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so um, speaking in the staying in the Google world. Um, isn't that where we live, Pat? It is, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, let's talk about the uh, local pack world. I want to specifically talk about the hotel local pack. Oh. Um, so here at Black Truck, we work with a lot of tourism mm-hmm. companies, mm-hmm. and the goal for these local tourism companies is to get people to come stay in their city. And heads and beds. Yeah, heads mm-hmm. and beds. Where, where to stay in X. Yeah. Um, and for the, these tourism companies, the challenge has always been to beat the big boxes mm-hmm. and go after the brand. Like, how do we get our, our articles and neat stories to show up above the branded search or the, not just the hotel brands, but the major travel companies mm-hmm. yeah, that are global. Dominating. Yeah, they dominate. And so um, to make it a little bit more difficult for those companies, uh, the hotel local pack just expanded from three results to four results and where you think, okay, that's one more option that they could potentially play. And well, it's, it's the hotel results, not the actual link results. So it pushes links further down. Mm. Um, additionally in, um, the new pack, they have a carousel at the top for different subjects for where you can like automatically search for different like budget areas, top choices <coughs> near me, um, best reviews, 
all within that pack. So the person doing their research potentially doesn't have to leave <laughs> that box. That's Google for you. That's and, Google. And, and where they're getting that data from is how users have been interacting with those sites and those brands. Right. I mean, that's, that's not yeah. just... Google coming up, you know, in the wind with what it is that your hotel chain is associated right. with. It's it's user-driven data. Yeah, exactly. So the, the hospitality field on these is um, needs to pay attention to this, especially yeah. for the small towns or the you know the, maybe the the B level or the small A cities, yeah, tier that, tier threes, yeah, if you will, yeah, mm-hmm. and really work on um, the game outside of just writing articles or posting about events. Well, I think it was even um, uh, Rob Bucci from Stat had talked about it at MozCon this year about um, local intent, mm-hmm. right? He was he was more talking about, you know, his, I think his, the, the entire presentation was very much an argument for, well, aren't all searches local to some degree? Right. And yeah, I mean, they, they really are depending on what it is that you're doing. But um, his big thing was, you know, if it is, um, if it has local, local intent, meaning, uh, let's say for instance, we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So hotels, um, top hotels, Grand Rapids, Michigan, or things to do in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, you will see the big aggregate, uh, aggregator sites, the trip advisors and things like that dominate those types of, of results. Right. Versus, um, you know, I'm in Grand Rapids and do a search for uh, a hotel or for, um, you know, a restaurant or something like that. So when you're searching for those things to do, things to see, it becomes much more difficult, even in the paid search environment, to be relevant and accurate um, because these aggregator sites are the ones that you see win those out. Yeah, and those aggregator sites aren't in the snack pack either. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Snack pack, local pack. Yeah. Three versus whatever it was used to be. So nice. Yeah. 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 And, and I would think that, um, uh, you know, interesting that you, you mentioned that stuff, you know, when we look at, at impression share and stuff, we've talked about that quite a lot internally, certainly as it comes to the travel and tourism space, uh, thing that we see a lot of is, um, and we've kind of cross-referenced this with others that have shared shared data with us anonymously, is that um, the impressions on ads, so PPC world, the impressions on ads have gone down. Hmm. But what we see is, is that click data and conversions, uh, whatever, if your conversion is a true conversion, meaning a goal or a sign-up or a, a, you know, it's a lead gen or book a hotel... Um, as well as engagement on site, engagement meaning page depth, uh, time on site, etc. Um, those all are metrics that have improved. Right. So you know we argue. Well, does that mean that more more or less searches are being done? In the case of impressions, it says you know less searches are being done, or uh, you know across the board, is it that that Google is actually serving up less less ad um, I think space, it's, less it's ad content, better mm-hmm. vetting. Yeah, I, I think, think so it's the, the end user that's seeing it and then clicking on it is a better mm-hmm. vetted user. Well, and Google has to be much more conscious of that now, probably than ever before. Yeah. 
because if they have a bad experience with that ad, and we've, I feel like we've maybe even even talked about this before, you know, if they have a bad experience with the ad and it doesn't match up to their expectations, Google does not have an incentive to show it, even if it's $5 a click. They don't have an incentive to show it because you as the user have distrust now for the mm-hmm. engine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to click on ads again. So it's, it's actually in Google's best interest to show the best ad, right. best performing ad for you in your campaign or really out of the results, out of the pool that's available. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, be on the lookout for that. But that was a side tangent for what I really wanted to talk about. And um, what I really wanted to kind of dive into was more around holiday and online shopping trends and what we've been seeing in the world of e-commerce and how it relates to PPC campaigns, having just come off, this is super timely, having just come off of a crazy weekend <laughs> of uh, managing ads for a few in the B2C space, promos for pretty much since uh, Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Uh, it's fresh in our minds about how shopping trends have shifted over the past year. Uh, what does it mean for conversions on on sites, e-commerce sites, um, brands that compete with the big box players, the big box retailers. Um, when are those conversions happening during the day? So not just your your um, click metrics in your search ads, but as well as those orders on site um, and what it means for average order value. So kind of timely. I've been writing these notes uh, this week through different meetings. And then, of course, Search Engine Land, um, has a great post about um, Cyber Monday dominates Black Friday in paid search spend, but average order value or AOV lags. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, well, and we'll link to the article. There's a the biggest thing I like the article for, quite frankly, is the uh, um, the infographic at the top, and um, for for nothing more than it, it shows the average order values being extremely high for Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And then just shrink down for Saturday, Sunday, hmm. and then start to grow back up for Cyber, Cyber Monday. Um, it's interesting what, what we've seen is, is similar in this fashion. Uh, we actually saw average order values jump Saturday and Sunday uh, for the clients that we were managing. Hmm. We saw that gap shrink over time uh, when we were comparing to last year. But what we saw was sales absolutely let's just say crushed it for, I hate that word, but let's <laughs> crushed it um, basically Thanksgiving through Sunday and then Cyber Monday hmm. kind of dwindled. But what we started to see was that the the big box retailers in the space that, that I can't really talk about um, were dominating. They had bigger budgets um, we had to monitor our spends pretty tightly, um, and that's where it comes into really understanding your shopper behavior and how to develop a better ad schedule um, because of budget burn. Something you know we've talked about before is like how hey, if I have a hundred dollars a day, am I really able to to have this last from? 5 a.m. to midnight, or 5 a.m. to 11 p.m., or midnight to midnight. Um, is that really a thing, or at what point in the day do I burn through that? Because $100 a day and at 5 bucks a click, do the math, right. you know, you can eat that up pretty quickly. Uh, or at $20 a click, you can eat that up extremely quickly. Hmm. So you really have to have a good handle on 
what your budget is and how your consumer uh, behaves. And what we learned is really, really tied in tightly with the buying patterns that they disclose on uh, Search Engine Land and from this uh, group, Net Elixir, is that we would see a lot of people clicking through ads, coming in organically, through social, everything, loading up shopping cart. And it would appear as if they abandoned the shopping cart. You would have huge orders hanging out in, in what appeared to be abandoned shopping carts. And things would be plodding along, plodding along, plodding along. And then 6, 7 o'clock at night, you start to see orders pop. Hmm. And you would get surges. 6 to 8, you'd get a surge. 8 to 9, you get a surge. 9 p.m. onward, huge, like, skyrocketed surges. And I think what it is is when you look at some of these days, be it Black Friday, um, some people had the day off because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm. Some didn't, and they had to work. To even Cyber Monday, you know, Cyber Monday is an open over at 5 p.m. Eastern because that's where your business is. Um, it's over at 11.59 p.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. And the reason is, is that if you're at work or your audience is at work wasting time shopping Cyber Monday deals and load up their cart, they may not check out until later because they're thinking about their purchase. They're thinking about, do I have the right things in there? Sizes, and that's shopping that. you, around. You reserve it. You put a hold on it. If you put it, you put it in your cart, yep. it takes it out of general inventory for the next user in line. So it's a, I'm going to put this in my cart unless there's a countdown on it. You know, a lot of sites will say you have X amount of inactivity before mm-hmm. this goes back away. But if they don't, it's a way to reserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a quick temporary um, layaway system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think it, it's another... Um, you know, the other important factors there are smart remarketing tactics to use, not by way of ad fatigue and stuff and being annoying, but being very smart about making sure people come back and completing their purchases. Um, if you have captured their information up to that point, you know, reaching out to them through email, hey, come back, complete your purchase, you know, reminder you're getting 20% off and free shipping or whatever, whatever the deal is, but um, really, really trying to understand, you know, you really need to understand where your buyers are at in their journey and make sure you're planning your dollars, um, I guess wisely, um, within the time of day and, and how you're Seeing reaching these shifts and trends, you know, someone who, as someone who used to work in the financial world and then has been in the marketing world the last five or six years, it's, it's to me, seeing the transition of it being not just a, a Friday deal for local retailers and yeah. then an online deal for Monday and having it all blend, it makes sense because it was always Black Friday and that's how Black Friday got its name, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden when online shopping grab, grab search and see it's, it was, um, this extra bonus thing. And then smart marketers and smart businesses are like, well, let's just pull that back and bring it back to Friday too. And then as the, the in-person retail world kind of started to fizzle a little bit, yeah. like, well, why why focus all this attention on brick and mortar when they can just do it from home and let's just boost the online stuff Agreed. outside of Monday? And, and and really even with with Black Friday, you know the the reason we've seen finally we've seen some of the retailers in the brick and mortar locations say, ah, okay, maybe it was stupid that we were going to open up on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> but however, 
Now, in the online world, you have people who are actively searching, not to mention your Black Friday deals have been leaked for a week and a half by now anyways. Like, you should have those going live on, like, midnight Thanksgiving morning, right? Mm. Like, you start, start peppering those out there. If you can automate some of that and start pushing a little sweet deal here and there, um, or even or even elude to the fact of what's coming. I mean, people are sitting around the Thanksgiving table, you know, and even to this day, I mean, I was at my family's and what's happening after you, you know, down your your second glass of wine and, you know, third piece of pumpkin pie, you're, you're looking at the damn Black Friday ads. Whether you go out and shop or not, like, that's just... That's just what people yeah. do, and, and people, then and then the phones are coming out, and people start looking. People are buying on on those days, you know. Mm-hmm. To, to put it in perspective, you mentioned automation. I ordered a part, a ten dollar part, on Amazon on Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was at my house on Saturday. Yeah. So the robots picked it, pulled it, put it in a box, yep. and then it got processed thereafter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very much in, we're, we're such an on-demand society as, you know, like we've never been before that, um, you know, if, if you want something, you're programmed to either do one of two things, pick your phone up and order it because you're going to get it from your favorite retailer within a couple of days, or yeah, you're going to have to go down to the store and get it. Now, if that store is not open because it's a holiday or quite frankly, it's after hours, mm-hmm. After 8 p.m., what are you going to do? You're going to jump online and order it. Even if you're at work, you're probably not going to do a lot of that that checkout process at work. You might, like you said, load that cart up, find those things, and then and then check out. Unless you have your card stored with Google Express. <laughs> yes, yes. Which brings me to another point that I have a beef with that I have really been educated on. Google Express, Google's product to, to compete with um, Amazon Prime. I, I really do not understand how they even think that they are, but nonetheless, they are, dom- are trying to dominate the space um, against Amazon Prime. What I noticed having run shopping ads over this past uh, long weekend was that, the, um, that Google was favoring their own product hmm. in a lot of these searches and tests that we did, Google is favoring um, the Google Express shopping feature. And the Google Express shopping feature has primarily been designated for uh, big box retailers. So, um, you know, your Home Depot's targets of the world, that type of thing, your REIs and stuff, um, those those people were all granted access to, to Google Express right. shopping. They're not made available to what we'll call smaller businesses on the lower scale in the e-commerce world, even even if you're doing a sizable amount of business online. Um, so when you would do a search for a product and look at Google Shopping specific, um, all of the top results were Google Express. All of them were pushing their platform to check out through and to have the product you know drop ship from the manufacturer and everything. So. Um, Pretty unfortunate to see that when you're trying to compete in the space of the big box uh, retailers, but isn't that not right? I mean, I, it's not like they're. It's not like they're. Well, I mean, yes, I, it's not right. I mean, but is it favoring their PLAs over somebody else? Not 
not necessarily in the sense of comparison shopping like they got in trouble with in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their network. It's their product. They can kind of do whatever the hell they want to with it. Um, I just find it a little frustrating when the first three results are housed within Google Express shopping, and mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a product feature that we can't even access for yeah. the clients. And the average consumer doesn't even recognize it. They haven't a clue. They haven't a clue what the little balloon-looking deal even right. means. So. I honestly don't even know if I've seen it. <laughs> you would know it. Uh, a lot of times, those are the ones that are dominating uh, the product placements that are coming through your Google image searches now. Mm. So if you, do a, if you do a Google image search, a lot of the products that come through there are um, right. are tied into Express. The shop. balloon you just mentioned is the hot air balloon. Yeah, for ah, Google Express. Okay. So, um, yeah, some some interesting things there, but definitely you know shoppers are um, shoppers are active, but if you're running e-commerce, don't don't focus just on your ad data. You need to be looking at what your call it consumer behavior is and people being active on your site and um, where they're at in their their buying journey. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. It'll be interesting between now and uh, Christmas as we continue to work yeah. on, on some of those counts too. And maybe we'll have a little bit more, a little bit more to share. So, cool stuff coming from you know the side of uh, local search. Always a, a changing area, mm-hmm. and um, again, a lot of signals in Google Local. But don't invest all your eggs into that basket. To to right. you and Pat's point, and um, yeah, paid search is always gonna pivot and shift especially during high times like the holidays all right cool thanks guys thanks for participating and until next time good luck this has been the redirect podcast check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on itunes and stitcher